0: This soundboard recording on deadairradio.org is with ClassicPosters.com, the world's largest dealer in vintage rock and roll posters. And they've announced the largest auction sale of rare 1960s concert posters, handbills, and tickets that's ever been held. Over 2,000 items in 661 lots. We talk about the owner who is selling all of these goods. And of course, we talk about the finest and most extensive collection of its type ever to be sold at public auction. My name is Mike Storm, and I own and run ClassicPosters.com. Classic Poster started in uh, 2000. It's just kind of grown over the years to where it is now. I specialize in 1960s rock and roll posters starting in basically about 1965 and running through about 1972, although I do have a lot of later pieces on the site, but that's what I really specialize in. My goal was always to have an educational site because in the early posters, there can be different printings of the posters, both legitimate and not so, that were done. And it's sometimes, you know, for the amateur, it's very hard to tell the difference. So I tried to start outlining the ways to tell the, the real thing from the fakes and the, the original pre-show posters from the even authorized shows that were printed, or the posters that were printed after the shows. So, you know, it started out that way, and its I've just tried to continue putting that information out for all the new posters I put on there. It's not possible for every poster, but I try to load it with information for everybody. This current auction is, there are 661 lots in it. The lots consist of anywhere from one to I would guess probably around 15 items are in some of the lots in terms of postcards and things. A virtually complete set of the Bill Graham Fillmore Auditorium posters, uh, postcards, handbills and tickets. It's almost a complete set of the Family Dog or Avalon Ballroom posters, postcards and handbills. And then there's a, a scattered bunch of. Posters from a book called *The Art of Rock* and some miscellaneous pieces that are there's some pretty important pieces in the in the non-Bill Graham and Family Dog series stuff. All in all, there's a couple of thousand items in the auction, and it's far and away the biggest concert poster au- auction ever done. I mean, the last the last one I did that was anywhere near this big was about 600 lots and wasn't it had a lot of less expensive pieces in it this one's got some pretty some pretty big items in it it's got all the all the famous posters it is all the property of one person who put this collection together over quite a number of years you know I had a 15 plus year relationship with the fellow so you know I had I probably sold him two-thirds of the posters that he had and he's getting on in age and wants to kind of declutter his world and so he's put this up for auction it's it's a pretty exciting collection it's he was already an existing client I had sold him a fair number of these pieces so and you know he's he lives within my state. So, you know, he, I was the quite obvious choice for him, I think. He started collecting. He bought some posters at a uh, flea market and became kind of enchanted with them and did a little bit of studying and decided that he wanted to put a complete set together. And, you know, it took him a lot of years to do it but he eventually expanded that to include the smaller items. You know, they printed uh, postcards and thin paper handbills for these concerts also that they handed out. Sometimes they'll have uh, the exact same image on them. Sometimes there'll be a monochrome image like printed in black and white instead of color. And once he started off on all the handbills and postcards, then he decided he might as well have the tickets also. And the, the tickets, you know, the family dog tickets are way too rare to collect. But the Bill Graham tickets, um, they start at number 69 and go to 286. So there's literally a couple hundred different ticket sets that you can collect for this. This guy took it a little further than most. A lot of this stuff is very affordable. It's not just all items that are a thousand and up. There's a lot of gorgeous posters and handbills and cards that you can buy for 15 to $250. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. He chose to store each poster in a, an inert plastic sleeve. And then had them all in flat file cabinets, so they were all stored flat and out of the light. You know, very archivally done. It was, you know, the the best of all worlds in how he stored them. Um, you know, I often see stuff that's been stored in a tube and it's curled. You can't get them flat again. Um, you know, some people think storing them in frames is a good idea, but unless you do it right, they will all tend to fade. So, you know, if you're gonna seriously collect the stuff Um, a lot of people will use portfolio books you know archival portfolio books and that's a great way to do them too you know he knew how everything worked so you know when he called me and told me he wanted to put it in an auction we talked about it and you know before I ever picked it up it was we'd already negotiated the terms and I just picked it up and then I had to do all the work The typical response has been, you know, this is a pretty incredible thing you have here. <laughs> and, you know, nobody's seen anything like it because nothing like it's ever been sold. You know, nothing as extensive. You know, I've, I've, done, I've done auctions that probably brought a larger dollar amount than this will, but had fewer items, but nothing this comprehensive. To bid in the auction, people have to register. It does require a credit card to know that it's a real person. They close 15 seconds apart, so you can't snipe things like you can on eBay. If an item gets a bid in the last five minutes, it's open. The closing time gets extended by 10 minutes so to give everybody a fair chance. And then once it's all over, you know, I send invoices out. There is a, a buyer's premium attached to every lot. And then the serious work begins of packing it and shipping it, which I am a one-man operation, so I get to do all of that. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I'm pretty used to doing it. You know, I you know, I pack every, you know, I pack a $100 poster the same as I pack a $20,000 poster, you know, the same kind of care goes into it. I don't you know, I don't want anything to get damaged. I have a very small rate of damage, so I'm pretty careful how I pack it. You know the website. You know there's new new stuff added pretty much every day. So that just changes all the time. You know I have 150,000 items in my inventory. Um, you know there's like 7,500 unique items for sale on the website. Nobody else has that. What I'm most proud about is the amount of information there that's available to people. It's that was my goal from day one is to stop a lot of the fraud that was going on way back when. Certainly when when I started my website up, it was really the Wild West. You know, there was all collectors and old hippies that didn't, didn't know how to run a business and that people have become more businesslike in, in the last five or 10 years. But I have a huge number of people in their 30s and 40s who are collecting vintage posters from the 60s. Some of the music from back then is just, it's timeless. You know, the, the Grateful Dead music is, you know, it's as popular today as it was in the 60s. And you've got the big names like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, The Doors, those kind of bands whose music just seems to you know withstand the time also. Certainly other performers like Bob Dylan... Um, his posters tend to be very rare because they predate a lot of this they weren't saved and they were printed in smaller quantities you've got bands like The Who, Pink Floyd, Santana you know they just all that music is still very popular today and I think that lends you know to the collecting of them by the younger by the younger crowd and then there's a whole another segment of the collecting world which is what I call the modern artists which is the the people who are making posters today and back into the mid-90s. And that's a very vibrant market. It's, um, you know, the stars of that right now are probably Emick and Chucksberry. Their, their posters are the most in demand. But there are bands out there, like Pearl Jam, for instance, who make, they make a poster for every show. And they're incredibly collectible. You know, all sorts of different things going on in the poster world that are connected but different.